a video nasty. I wouldn't. I have far too much. How, how can you judge on a video nasty? Oh, have you never seen one? I actually don't need to see visually what I know is in that film. And welcome to the Video Nasties podcast. My name's Christopher Brown. A hoax of a film, a movie that exists, much like Face of Death, to trade off morbid curiosity. Never let it be said, though, that Martin cannot make a difference to the world. Snuff was a film that fired the fears in the Video Nasties list that there were actually snuff films out there. Movies that showed women being cut up for the delectation of its audience. How dangerous it must have felt going into the video shop and picking this film up. How much people might have felt ripped off when they took it home and realised what it was, though, it's a little bit more difficult to imagine. Unlike Face of Death, which was able to hide behind stock footage and a documentary feel, Snuff's biggest trick was left to the last six minutes. Up until then, a standard biker movie, the camera rips out of the action and we seemingly see one of the actresses being carved up by the film crew. The fact that the film features terrible dummy effects and an awkward looking crew probably meant that most people weren't taken in. Warning. You are about to see scenes of a film said to be the most controversial in the history of motion pictures. The movie they said could never be shown. In fact, you have read the headlines across the newspapers of this country and the world, and you have heard the news. This is the movie that could only have been made in South America, where life is cheap. It will shock you and astound you. It is not meant for weak hearts or weak stomachs. Because of the highly controversial and violent nature of this movie, we are only able to show you some selected, edited scenes at this time. But the complete, unexpurgated, unedited, uncensored version will be coming soon to this theater. Ladies and gentlemen, the bloodiest thing that ever happened in front of a camera. Snuff. It is barely worth getting into the plot for the movie, as so little of it relates actually to it in a video nasty sense. What happened was, the film started out as a low-budget gore film entitled Slaughter, which was written and directed by husband and wife Grindhouse filmmaking team Michael and Roberta Finley. Filmed in Argentina in 1971 on a budget of $30,000, it depicts the actions of like a Manson-esque murder cult, filmed mainly in silence due to the actors understanding very little English, but were incredibly cheap to get hold of. Now this was spotted by independent low-budget distributor and sometime producer Alan Shackleton, who took the film and shelved it for four years. But he decided to release it with a different ending. Unbeknownst to the original filmmakers, he, after reading a newspaper article in 1975 on the rumour of smuff films being produced in South America, 
He decided to cash in on this urban legend. He added a new ending. The ending saw what didn't really look like one of the actors of the film being grabbed and then killed on screen with the camera cutting out suddenly. The trick, and it was a trick, was a jarring element that would shock. Although the murder sequence at the end of the film was actually shot in a New York production studio of adult film director Carter Stevens. And in truth, it is fluffed, making the movie's big trick seem like a gag rather than the shocking conclusion it was meant to be. That was a gory seat, you know, that really turned me on. Really? Yeah. Kind of turned me on. Did too. it really? Yeah. I'll tell you, listen. Why don't, why don't you and I go over to the bed and we'll, we'll get turned on, we'll turn each other on, huh? With all these people watching. They're going to be wrapping <laughs> in just a minute. They're going to be going. They're all still here. No, come on. Yeah. No. no. Come on. doing are you filming this they're filming this oh, stop let me go what are you doing don't worry about it not doing anything stop oh, just watch you're crazy just move right back up here you're crazy move right back up here let me go let me go you all want to get a good scene watch watch some huh watch watch let me go hold her down just hold still. Let me go! No. You're Watch. crazy! Watch yourself. Let me go! You're crazy! No, ma'am. No, ma'am, I'm not. You're not serious. You're not really going to do it. Oh, you don't think so? No. Well, you think I'm kidding. Do you? You're not serious. Get <laughs> Scream! Go on, scream! <laughs> <laughs> this new version of the film was released under the title Snuff with the tagline the film that could only be made in South America where life is cheap so once the film was released Shackleton reportedly hired fake protesters to picket movie theatres showing the film this actually soon became a bit of a moot point when women against pornography began actually staging real protests Outraged at the film's purported imagery of sexual violence. The group's protest actually created a lot more coverage than Shackleton would ever have imagined. And it got covered in media outlets such as CBS's Evening News. The film was, surprisingly, had actually been exposed as a hoax in Variety in 1976. 
but still became popular in New York, Philadelphia, LA and Boston. The rumors insisted that the film showed a real-life murder. And prompted by complaints and petition from well-known writers, including Eric Bentley and Susan Brown Miller, and indeed in legislators, an investigation had to be carried out into the circumstances surrounding the film's production, conducted by New York District Attorney Robert N. Montague, who dismissed the supposedly real murder as nothing more than conventional trick photography, as is evident to anyone who sees the film, as probably as damning as you can get. Montague reassured the public that the actress being dismembered and killed in the ending is alive and well, having urged the police to trace her. is going on here you girls should be ashamed of yourselves waving guns around like that what kind of a joke is this this kind grandma So this husband and wife duo, the Finleys. Now Michael Finley uh, was born in 38 and died in 77. And along with his wife, Roberta, directed and produced a lot of sexploitation movies. They've been described as the most notorious filmmakers in the annals of sexploitation. Now in the mid to late 1960s, Finley was prominent among a small group of underground New York filmmakers that produced exploitation roughies. Um, you know, that's the kind of thing which combines a slasher film with uh, sex scenes. It's something we spoke about before. Um, certainly, you know, Love Camp 7, for example, is, is very much a roughie. And these were created effectively for the grindhouse market. Sometimes he would direct under the alias Julian Marsh and act in his own films billed as Robert West, his wife, Roberta, a.k.a. Anna Reva, was the cinematographer, co-writer and supporting actress for many of their films together. They also employed the same actors repeatedly. Uh, Uta Erickson, Mary Brent and Janet Bennett. Uh, the Finleys were friends with George Weiss, producer of Edward's Glen and Glenda and the Olga films. In 64, Weiss encouraged them to make films in, uh, in this new subgenre of violence exploitation. Uh, Michael Finley actually died in 77 in a helicopter accident on the roof of Pan Am building in New York City. Uh, the accident occurred at uh, half five 
New York for the New York Airlines helicopter from JFK Airport. It was in the process of taking uh, 21 passengers up for the return trip when the landing gear failed. The aircraft tipped on its sides while the rotors were still running. And Finley and two other passengers in the process of boarding were slashed to death and the spinning rotors d- detached and disintegrated. And a woman in the street was killed when, uh, when she was hit by fallen debris. Roberta went on to direct hardcore pornos, including uh, Anyone But My Husband, Angel on Fire, and uh, Mystique, all in the in the 70s. She left the adult film industry after the controversial Shauna, Every Man's Fantasy in 85, about the tragic suicide of porn star Shauna Grant. Since then, she's mainly made horror. Tenant, The Oracle... Blood Sisters and Primeval, all for the what was the director video market. She's one of the 25 women in the golden era of adult films, featured in uh, the Golden Goddesses book. So the uncut VHS was set to be released by Astra in May 82. The release was cancelled, but bootleg copies and Belgian imports filled the void. So the video was added to the nasties list in July 83, and it stayed on the list throughout the panic, so it became one of the collectible DPP 39s. The movie was actually passed uncut 18 in 2003, but never released, almost as a strange echo to the uh, to that original cancelled uh, copy and, uh, and the subsequent bootlegs from Astra in the early 80s. Warning. You are about to see scenes of a film said to be the most controversial in the history of motion pictures. A movie they said could never be shown. In fact, you have read the headlines across the newspapers of this country and the world, and you have heard the news. This is the movie that could only have been made in South America, where life is cheap. It will shock you and astound you. It is not meant for weak hearts or weak stomachs. Because of the highly controversial and violent nature of this movie, we are only able to show you some selected, edited scenes at this time. But the complete, unexpurgated, unedited, uncensored version will be coming soon to this theater. Ladies and gentlemen, the bloodiest thing that ever happened in front of a camera. Snuff. true story of four innocent young actresses who thought they were making just another movie but didn't know they were making the ultimate movie snuff the film that could only be made in south america where life is cheap will feel the pain and you will not flinch from it What starts as a simple story of love and sexual passion ends in an orgy of diabolical bloody lust. A movie so controversial you will find it difficult to believe. 
it was actually filled. Snuff. it's worth mentioning that in all this there are obviously some filmed records of executions and murders um, you know and they, they kind of enter into the news a lot don't they the beheading videos of journalists and whatnot. but have never actually none have actually been released for commercial purposes as such certainly no film has ever been created that is known of of somebody being murdered for and then it being sold commercially or for the purposes of creating the film um, I mean the concept and idea of snuff movies almost certainly ca- that came from South America almost certainly came from this film and uh, they were given legitimacy in the papers and actually kind of fed in an urban legend feeding on itself with, with newspapers kind of fueling the fire in August 13th 1983 the Daily Mail was uh, ready to start suggesting that video nasties were similar to a drug and a danger to us all. In the article Hooking of the Video Junkies, journalist Richard Neighbour said the following, It would seem that the subjugation of the national spirit was being achieved, in part by exposure to video nasties, video porn and video per- uh, perversion. Since 1982, more and more young people have been debauched by a steady diet of horror and perversion. Some young people are in danger of joining the small but identifiable group of video library customers who qualify to the title Videoholics. Comparing such people to drug addicts hooked on hard scenes of sex and violence, the article then goes on to state that they are in a downward spiral of despair, before adding this incredible claim. It is now possible to obtain snuff movies from South American origin where life is cheap, in which those at a at the terminal end of video videoholicism can watch people really die for their entertainment. And so, with that exact moment, the Daily Mail fed in and created um, one of the bigger and more still corrosive lies about the, the about all horror cinema: the idea that somehow there's a snuff film out there. In, 1980, in 1993, in Birmingham, in a video fair, Cannibal Holocaust, at that time still illegal, was um, was was seized, not because it was you know being sold under the Video Recording Act uh, without a certificate, but because it allegedly contained snuff. So what we see here is a film that's managed to uh, to sit in the heart of the legend of the Video Nasties. And one that has, unfortunately, kind of far outlived what was, you know, a, a little trick and a little joke, and turned into something far more uh, probably damaging, I would say, society. Um, I have in the past when mentioned to people that I, I, I do this podcast, uh, been asked, <clears throat> of course, these films aren't snuff films, are they? As if that <laughs> isn't just a, you know, a, a 
a joke, a legend, uh, an urban myth. And of course, you know, from that point of view, it can be massively frustrating because how can you be taken, you know, if that's your starting point for a conversation about censorship and about these films and horror, how can you possibly, you know, move forward from there? Jesus, I need something in this heat. Hasn't Anna got some good stuff? She disappeared a couple of hours ago. I don't know where the hell she is. She said she didn't have any. How are you going to believe a greedy bitch who's always holding out on us? Come on, let's go and see. Um, on that quite serious note, I think it's time to call it a day for today. Uh, thanks for all the correspondence. Uh, and thank you to, um, as well, to uh, Steve Stevie Griffiths, who's at Stevie Man Muppet, which I think we've mentioned before. <coughs> he said, um, he says, uh, your podcast bumpers uh, also make me wonder what Mary Whitehouse had had too much of. I know that she was too full of what well, she was too full of, that's for sure. And I think that's an interesting question. I think I, I honestly think that she she's about to say that before she, she curbs herself, or she gets interrupted, I should say, by Nick Robertson. That uh, that she's about to say that she's uh, she has too much uh, respect for herself to be uh, degraded by such trash. However, we'll never know. We'll never know. That Pete, that uh, interview is actually uh, it's, it's it's slightly truncated. I think she, she does uh, kind of say, you know, describing she she doesn't just kind of say those films. She kind of says films such as you know, Cannibal, I don't need to see Cannibal Holocaust, you know, to, to kind of be uh, to be aware of what's in that film. So uh, yeah, um, so thanks very much for everyone who's been in touch and said hello. If you want to send any feedback in, please let me know. My email address is videonastiespodcast at gmail.com. The, the website is videonastiespodcast.com. And you get me on Twitter, which is at orange underscore monkey. So from films that kind of uh, fed in greatly into the myth and legend. And, um, you know, we speak about, um, you know, the, the weight these films have, you know, in terms of the psyche of people just because they were video nasties. And uh, Snuff is certainly one of those films. So from there, we move on to a, a different story. Something that is, uh, do, certainly did not give, leave much impression with the censors or with the public. And it was not <laughs> a highlight in terms of uh, exposure on the nasties list. We're going to talk about human experiments. So, until then, take care and I'll speak to you soon. Goodbye. I have never seen a video nasty. I wouldn't. I have far too much. But how, how can you judge on a video nasty? Oh, have you never seen one? I actually don't need to see visually what I know is in that film. Thank you.
Anna, Anna, you have disobeyed me. Yes. You will feel the pain. Yes. And you will not flinch from it. No. Susanna? The feet. 